Welcome to Beggar's Bread, a podcast where we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful sources in an age of disinformation. Our name is inspired from the quote by D.T. Niles, evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Each week, we recommend a source for you, either a sermon, podcast, or video. This week, we're going to be talking about the Princess Bride Exegesis. And with that, welcome back to Beggar's Bread. I bet you're dying to know what the Princess Bride Exegesis is. Yes, and please. Don't you worry. I will tell you right now. Basically, please, there's... Please there's tell a... your co-host, at least. <laughs> oh, yes. And if you've never watched The Princess Bride, then I apologize. But you are a little bit behind. That's not on us. This one's on you. I mean, it's on you if you really enjoy giant man-rat costumes assaulting several people. That is not representative. What? No, if you enjoy adventures and wit and silliness, and you don't have to like giant man-rat costumes, but anyway, if you do, that's great. Uh, This has nothing to do with man-rat costumes. We should change the title of our podcast now to that. Thank God. Um, The Man-Rat Podcast. This I think that's a band. Oh, no, that's Mouse Rat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right. So with that, the Princess Bride... The exegesis is referring to a quote by Enigo Montoya, and he says, You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. And I did not attempt his accent because I don't want to butcher it. And there is a commandment that we as Christians hold dear, which sometimes I think to myself, you keep using that commandment. I do not think it means what you think it means. And that commandment is the third commandment of the Ten Commandments over in the Old Testament. Uh, Tell us, Nick, give us that biblical literacy breakdown. Where are the Ten Commandments from? Where did they come from? Who gave them? Oh, no. From Jesus? (laughs) No. No, zero credit. Worse than last week. Oh, no. (laughs) Worse than last week. All right. You have multiple choice. All right, multiple Multiple choice. choice. It's all of the above. A, it is Jesus, uh, which we already said no. Well, I mean, I guess in a sense, Jesus is God and the Trinity certainly provided the the Ten Commandments. Uh, But who's the the person that that carried them down the mountain to the Israelites? A, Jesus. B, Elijah. C, Moses. Or D, well, we'll say Samson. All right, of those, of those, who is it? And there's no E, there's no all of the above, because it's not all four of them. Samson would have been a fun choice. We'll probably go with Moses for this one. Okay, boom. So anyway, for all those people that were sitting there thinking this is so ridiculous, I already know all this stuff. Uh, we'll move on now. Uh, in the third commandment, <laughs> we all know about cussing. Yeah. So it's talking about. It says, "Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain." So that's the third commandment. And often, people think this is referring to saying, OMG. I remember in middle school, that was a big thing. Whereas, like, if you were a Christian, you don't say OMG. Um, but, or it could also refer to someone saying, like, oh, Jesus, if they're, like, if they stub their toe. It's like, hey, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Um, although, I think it's certainly good to have reverence for Jesus and for his name. And perhaps you can refrain from saying OMG. You could say some other things. 
that's not actually what the commandment is referring to. It's actually referring to taking on an identity of being a Christian, or in that case, being an Israelite, taking on God's name and being taking it in vain, meaning you don't really mean it. Uh, let me, the best example I can give is, so I, I worked at a landscaping company, which is phenomenal, great, great company. And they had a rule that if you have their t-shirt on, you're not allowed to go into bars uh, with your landscaping t-shirt. And whether you agree or disagree with the rule, I mean, I, I didn't have a problem because I really frequent bars that much, but the idea is the same. It's if you wear our t-shirt or if God's saying, if you wear my t-shirt, don't take it into the bar or don't not, I'm not saying Christians don't go in bars. I'm saying um, you would follow God's commands. You would, you do what's required because you're representing Christ. And that's all a long way of saying that I think as Christians, sometimes I find myself getting frustrated that I have no way of taking off the landscaping representation using that analogy of a different Christian if they're misusing God's name. I think the the most easy example that people will easily relate to is if if Westboro Baptist Church is famous for telling people that God hates them. That's an easy example of saying, "Wow, I really I really wish that they didn't do that, that they wouldn't take God's name or Christianity and and misuse it that way." Um, misrepresent it and say that God hates people because um, we would say that's that's totally wrong. Um, but as I was thinking about that and just enjoying one of the many podcasts that Nick has sent to me, I thought, wow, this I can imagine how my Muslim neighbors feel when often they're misrepresented by more extremist groups around the world. And the podcast that Nick recommended to me, and I've really enjoyed listening to, it's it's very, very high quality. Just like as we've, Nick and I have started to make this podcast, think about all the little details, there's phenomenal. It is the gold standard. And There's definitely some really high production value, um, thoughtfulness, nuance um, to Muslims living in America that I find really, really thought-provoking. And it's also really cool that it's like a local podcast as well. Um done by journalists uh, that have actually gone overseas and done a lot of work over there as well and have, you know, um, really presented a podcast with great information and insight that, I don't know, I found it to be inspiring for this one. Let's just say this much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was it was inspiring for me because I think often, like, we think, when I think of Islam, you know, and I as a Christian, I think, well, of course it is different than Christianity. We're, we're worshiping different gods, the Trinity, as opposed to Allah. And I know there's a lot of discussion about that. That's just what I would believe quite firmly, but that doesn't mean I need to misrepresent them in this sort of vile way that we see often um, represented. And I just am really grateful for, for these, these hosts that have really just vulnerably opened up their stories and the stories of other people. And Nick, I, when they started the podcast, because you said it aptly, that it is a local podcast, right in the beginning of the episode that we're recommending today, um, it's called War and Mental Health, uh, they refer to a shooting and they say, we're not actually here to talk about that today, but I think it might be helpful if you give us that context just so we can better know who the who the guests are and what they've experienced in America, um, because here in Wisconsin... I knew nothing about the shooting in Chapel Hill that they were referring to. Do you mind just telling us 
what that is and what happened. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, even for myself back in 2015, I hadn't heard of it either, but I know um, looking back on it now and like discussing it with, or like having heard it now and how that really impacted the Muslim community here, but not just here nationally as well. Um, it kind of like reminded me of how disparate or how segregated in many ways um, the American Christian community can be in its insular little bubble um, from tragedies that really affect their community. And this was one of those tragedies that I had never heard of that literally a, a non, 501c3 nonprofit was founded because of it by um, the brother of the guy who is shot um, and his name is Faris Barakat, who's actually the guest for the Me and My Muslim Friends podcast episode that we're going to be talking about today. Um, and so the shooting that occurred was really, um, well, frank, I mean, straight up, it's a hate crime that occurred back in 2015, in which Dia Barakat Yusor Abu Salha and Razan Abu Salha um, were shot in their front door by one of their neighbors over a parking space dispute. And so that really really hit that community hard and both Dia Barca and his wife were actually I think he was a dentist and then she was trained to become a dentist and he was um the originator of project refugee smiles which he wasn't able to fulfill but his family and friends ended up doing that and they sent um basically they got funding in which to do a clinic in Syria a dental clinic for Syrian refugees um, which was really powerful. And so there's a rallying point kind of around all of this. Um, and then the brother, Ferris Barakat, he founded the Lighthouse Project, which I talked about before, which is a um, nonprofit community center dedicated to furthering their legacies um, and really creating like a safe space um, for people to kind of congregate. And I know I even went there myself, uh, I want to say last year, for an iftar um, back during Ramadan. And so it was a really, really good experience. That was a big interfaith um, sort of gathering at the time. Yes. I remember when you invited me um, to a mosque at an event they were hosting. And I I would just encourage our listeners just to just to be able to learn. And perhaps if if there are not many Muslims around you, maybe it's maybe it's not Muslims. It, it might just be any other religious minority community. And again, I, I think sometimes in our public discourse, there's this sense of you have to, if you listen to someone, you have to like affirm what they're saying. And I think Christ very clearly disagrees with many of his neighbors who he loves really well and listens to. And so this is just an invitation, not only you know to this source this week, uh, but also just to get to know your neighbor who are different than you. Um, and and that's a, a wonderful way to show love and to really understand where they're coming from. Um, and also to be welcomed into a community that, um, based on my experience and also just in general, is one that is extremely welcoming um, based on my work with refugees and also just a local mosque here in Raleigh. Um, having great discussions with them as I've been there at the Islamic Association of Raleigh and had immensely beneficial and thought-provoking discussions with some of my closer Muslim friends that really have like resulted in me pursuing my faith much more uh, stringently, much more thoughtfully, 
Um, it really does open up opportunities for discussions that resonate within you in a way that I find to be like very insightful and very helpful, especially when growing up in a community that was all about like, oh, the ultimate, no, excuse me, the ultimate purpose of like having these discussions is just to like air quote share the gospel with them rather than forging um, friendship and loving them as neighbors, as part of a wider community and about um, human flourishing of that community and beyond really. And I think if I remember right, there was a conversation that we were talking about this because quite frankly, I'm, I'm very ignorant when it comes to Islam, although it's, you know, between Christianity and Islam, like it's the representative of most people, or I'm not sure if that's exactly correct, but it's the two largest groups on the earth. And I think I remember you saying that often Muslims in America, or at least the ones that you're friends with, felt like they were constantly having the gospel shared to them. Do you mind sh- clarifying that? I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, if I remember remembering right. It sounds kind of right. Yeah. And I feel like, see, that's a good, another reason why we'll have to have more guests on the show. Um, particularly ones to share, you know, to uplift voices that have experienced things such as this. Um, as it relates to, you know, the resources that we share, even just as a side note for thoughtful content, again, to share to our subscribers. Um, so I think like, based on the memory that you have reminded me that I had, that I shared with you, uh, a lot of my friends have talked about the ways in which, particularly like crew and other people do specifically target um, Muslims wearing hijab um, that are openly displaying their faith so as to basically barrage them with questions about like, you know, where are you going to go? When you die, you're going to heaven or hell and stuff like that. And things that are really um, antagonistic that um, either stemming from their culture or their religious upbringing, they feel it would be improper to respond with, uh, you know, a very distinct no, um, I have to go somewhere, you know. So there's definitely cultural and religious um, obligations on them to not respond in a way that is hostile. But at the same time, they feel barrauded in a way that really does not demonstrate to them what good news is supposed to look like yeah i think that's a that's a great just piece of information that i mean if you don't like me i did not grow up with many muslim friends i had had one friend that was muslim and we didn't really talk about it much um i think what, what you're talking about you know i i certainly don't want to discourage sharing the gospel but i think there's a very particular way that that can really push people away from from the church and from Christ and from the Bible and it's so good to be reminded to know oh hey this it might not be the best time to talk about the gospel with this person or maybe we should wait until we actually are good friends and I should put that effort in to become good friends um to be able to share later um but um with that, I do want to share our co-listener uh, feedback this week, uh, and this is coming from Mark from Wisconsin, uh, referring to, again, the, the podcast we're recommending is Me and My Muslim Friends. We're recommending the episode called War and Mental Health, and Mark's uh, kind of trailer slash review was, the podcast was very informative and helped me see how U.S. interventions and wars affects individuals in far greater ways than I realized. While we think we are punishing governments, 
it's the people's lives that are most impacted. So thank you, Mark, for being our co-listener this week, and uh, thank you to our, our past co-listeners as well. Uh, before we go, we just wanted to mention we do have a Patreon uh, page you can you can subscribe to, and we do have bonus episodes that we are putting out. And next, thank you for joining us this week, of course. Next week, we're going to be talking about the quadrilateral ain't a muscle. We'll see you next week. <laughs>